Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A Silly Dude production. Welcome to the They Talk A Good Game NRL podcast. I'm your co-host, Lockie, and if you think I sound excited, I promise you it is all an act. Inside, I'm fuming. I'm joined by my very smug co-host, Harvey. How are you? I am excellent. In fact, I've never been better. Never been better? Never been better. Big Uh, win on the weekend, strong performance against, let's say, probably wooden spoon favourite, so, you know... <laughs> Reasons to be happy for a manly fan. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm so sad. <laughs> I don't have anything to. I don't have any positivity left. One from seven is so bad. <laughs> it's the worst like start to a season I've ever seen the Tigers have. I think we're looking real shit, and um, uh, I'm just angry. Yeah, I'm just Fair angry. Enough. And like you said last week, it's you pretty much got your full squad out there. There's no big injuries coming back. There's not a lot of improvements on the uh-huh. horizon or, or shining lights. And I felt like I, I really revved up the Manly boys with our big win over the Titans last week. Yeah, you and really uh, revved them up. You got them going. Got them going for a strong <laughs> performance again. We got the momentum. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, well, took, you know, the stage is set for July 24 at gonna, Central Coast Stadium. Yeah. When we do battle once again, once more, because now in the in the they talk a good game cup, the podcast cup of Tigers v Manly games for this year, head to head matches, score is one all. Yeah, and you uh, took out the preseason trial, fifty two points to eighteen <laughs> at Leichhardt. That's respectable. And then forty points to six was the score yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, obviously, this one was part of the actual season and counts for points. Yeah, Manly and- had their A team out there. Uh, you know, overall in the head-to-head in the head-to-head scenarios, it's it's one all, and yep. we go to Central Coast for the decider, the big decider, game three. Yeah, looking forward the to series. that. Um, but I think the biggest thing that was the difference, as it was last week, was again Tommy Turbo. Unbelievable! He just creates so much space. We couldn't He's, tackle him. He, couldn't we, tackle he, him. he was just running straight. And it was yeah. like two players would come in for a textbook tackle, and then he would just like it would be like when you go through like. 
the gate at an Opal thing when you get on the train just opens up yeah. and he just walk on he's like it's pretty parting. simple he wasn't throwing like big dummy passes putting on a big step doing any, he was, didn't feel didn't have yeah. to do anything he's just I don't know what it is was he slippery no, I mean <laughs> every, every team struggles to tackle him was he slippery I don't know it's like he's just you forget how good he is when he's not playing and then yeah. he, the amount that he adds to that team like that's good. But, uh, I guess it was filled with a big round of footy all over the weekend. Um, yes, it was. Titans putting up a really strong performance against the Rabbitohs. Yeah. That was a crazy game. Benji was Marshall. Benji Marshall in playing a, at centre. Yeah. No, he wasn't. He was playing in the halves. Oh, sorry. He was playing in the halves. Yeah, yeah, Named yeah. at centre. Named at centre, but mm. they switched out mm. Cody Walker to fullback. Yes. Um, that was one of the things that I you know, said they might do. Yeah. Yeah. And there you it, go. it worked, clearly. Um, they found a way to win. David Feeder, one of our favourite boys on the podcast, had another hat trick. Unbelievable! I think he's the second and try scored this year. He's up to nine. Yeah, that's um, unreal. Brett Morris is the only one ahead of him. You know, he's an edge forward. He's just he's a bit like Tommy, and nobody can tackle him. Um, mm. It's a bit crazy having some of these players that just seem to be a cut above the rest of the pack, and it's a joy to watch if that's we're true. honest. But. Uh, congratulations to the Bulldogs. First win of the season. Massive. Huge against, for Trent Barrett and, yep. and the boys out there on the park. Against the Sharks, who are currently, you know, lost off the field. You know, they've got this interim coach, Hannay. But it seemed like a lot of the players respected John Morrison, I think, that's starting to show. And this season may be starting to slip away from them because it seems like the board and the organisation's already looking to next year and just getting Fitzgibbon in there. Yeah, I think so. And... I just think it's hard for them to keep up the energy levels and the effort in, in training and everything when, you know, the coach that they're ultimately competing for a spot in their roster next year, Fitzgibbon, isn't there watching them. It's hard to get those attacking and defensive sort of formations that he's going to want to organise in place. Hane can only do so much. And when he's an interim coach, he knows he's only sort of there for the short term. Mm. I think the Sharks are in danger of really slipping away. And, you know, they've got a good roster, but... I think I think they'll fall away this year. Yeah, absolutely. Another upset from the weekend, I guess. Uh, the Cowboys over the Raiders. You know, we had we had Michael Nolan on the show last week, and he he gave a big rev up speech to the Raiders, and yep. and we put it on our Instagram. <laughs> I tagged a few of the Raiders boys, just hoping that it might help them out. It did not. The Nolan factor didn't get through. <laughs> Nolan so factor didn't get through from the message, but well done, Todd Payton and, yeah. and the Cowboys up there without Tom Alolo still. Obviously, Michael Morgan's gone now. So a lot of boys sort of stepping up and filling filling the shoes of some of the more experienced lads, and they're building towards something. I mean, they mm. really have been ever since their premiership when they sort of slipped down the ladder after that, um, and Thurston left. It sort of feels like they've just been lingering at sort of mediocrity for a while, but hopefully Peyton's setting the new standards, and they're lifting, they're rising to them. So mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the last feature result that I want to talk about from the weekend is Roosters over the Dragons in the classic Anzac Day match. You know, even though Roosters are this powerhouse club and, and it was at the SCG and they play so well at the SCG, I t- had tipped the Dragons to win this one yeah, right. based on their form, based on Roosters uh, injury, massive injury toll. And then also the fact that 30 minutes into the game, James Tedesco is ruled out with HIA. Yeah. Like it's a bloody good effort from the Roosters, yeah, massive to, massive. to get up thirty-four to ten over the Inform Dragons on yeah. Anzac Day, which the Dragons always seem to show up for. Yeah, it's a huge, huge day. Um, 
it was celebrated really well across all the games, but especially that one was really played in that sort of tough spirit. Um, I think it just shows the quality of the Roosters sort of system where it really is just, you know, if one man goes down, the next bloke steps up and fills the void. Mm. And they, they just always seem capable of doing that. You, you've seen their sort of hooking stocks be really depleted this year. And it seems like every bloke that steps in there is able to do a decent job. Mm. Like with Teddy going down on the day, I think Manu went back to fullback. Yeah, and they've and, just got the players there who know how to cover and a shift in position is not a huge issue for them. They're just footy players, you know, they're just ready to fill whatever roles needed. Yeah, it's a great system that they've got set up there. And The question I'm asking is when is Joe Suwali going to get his debut? You know, the Roosters fought so hard from the moment they signed him to get the exemption to get him to be able to play. And... When they did that, they certainly wouldn't have been expecting to have all the injuries that they have had. Mm. So I'm wondering what the plan was. If he's not debuting soon with all these injuries, then he you wouldn't think that he would have debuted without the injuries. So yeah. like, uh, what was the point of the exemption? He's going to be 18 soon in a couple months. So I'm sure there's some grand plan behind it. Mm. Maybe it's just a, a just-in-case type of situation or maybe it's... You know the personal relationship with Suwali, getting him over from the Rabbitohs, and they were sort of saying, "Look, we'll fight in your corner. We'll get you an exemption. We'll put in this application." And so they were just sort of following through on that. And whether he actually gets an opportunity or not, who knows? But yeah, I, similar to you, I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't got any time on the field yet. Um, who knows? Maybe if Tedesco's ruled out this week with concussion, there's a chance that he slots in there, either at fullback or into the centres if they move Manu back there. Mm. But you've got to think that his chance is going to come sooner rather than later. Yeah, totally. Let's talk about fantasy Let's and do it. tipping. Yeah. Our fantasy team of the week, Campisi, coached by Campbell G. Yeah, excellent score of 1,050. 1,050. So, yeah, if you want to be getting that shout-out, you've really got to be pushing over that 1,000 points a week mark. Obviously, mm. it differs every week. I had an absolute shocker in my fantasy this week. I forgot to take Latrell Mitchell out of my team. Uh, this is always what happens to me. I think about round seven, round eight of every season. I forget to check my team during the week. And then the first match begins and I quickly go, ah. Yeah, and you, <laughs> you only need one or two players to not be playing that week. And you, you start slipping yeah, down. latrell has been scoring well. And I also forgot to take Momorowski out of my team. So I was missing two lots of points. So um, I'm starting to fall away in the fantasy. I'll have to get back on top of that before it's too late. Yep, 100%. And in the tipping, we had uh, lots of people get six yeah, this week. Nobody got stats. eight, nobody got no. seven. Difficult week to get all the tips right. But there was only one person that got a margin of zero, and that was Tim Ball, the who, coach of the tipping team. DCE is handsome. Tim Ball, who, if if you've listened to this podcast regularly, then you'll recognize that name. He's a... He's a regular contributor to what we do on this show. And little teaser, coming up later on today's show, you might hear his name again. Yeah. Tim Ball. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Congrats, mate. You're not only contributing, but you're also doing well in our tipping comp. Welcome to The Bold, The Basic, and The Brilliant, our Best segment ever. Best segment ever. <laughs> That's why we... I keep bringing it back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a fan favourite. We'll go over our predictions for the upcoming week, our mm. predictions whether they were right for last week and our player of the round. Yep. Um, just a bit more of a structured footy chat. We get some good chat around the week to come. Let's talk so, last week. Okay. Uh, what was your basic prediction last week? Basic prediction was Manly to beat the Tigers. Pretty uh, basic. Came tigers. true. You know, 
Okay. I'm not going to rub it in too much. So what was your basic prediction? Mine was Storm to defeat the Warriors, which did come true. It was one of the rare tips that I got right on the weekend. Yep. Yep. Bold prediction last week. What was yours? Titans to get up against the Rabbitohs. Did not happen. It came close, Close. Though, nice I had my bold prediction was James Roberts scores his first try for the Tigers, which did not happen, and Tigers beat Manly, which did not happen. Oh, that looked really optimistic now, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> James, he, he had a few little moments where I thought he was going to get over, but he also stuffed up those opportunities, so it was very frustrating. Yeah, he's, he's was, a frustrating player to watch. They're a frustrating team to watch, and... Roberts, Leilua, Mbai, that centre position just doesn't <laughs> seem all too grand over on the Tigers' side. They should have, be having Tommy Talao play there and Robert should be on the wing. I'm going to keep saying it. Yep, it should, until it happens. Until Madge listens to this, ep- this podcast. Until we're <laughs> big enough, I'll keep saying it. Okay. Um, and then in our brilliant prediction, uh, brilliant players of the round from not just the weekend that just happened, but the weekend before, you had Tommy Trebojevic, yep. I had Nathan Cleary, and our Instagram poll gave Tommy Trebojevic the big W. Oh, good. That was his first game back, and he's just turned our team around. So Turned it on. I think that was well-deserved, to be honest. Uh, yeah. So, cool. This week, let's do... Oh, let's do our our brilliant players of the round okay. for the round that just happened. Yes. Wait a sec. Let me get you my need, notes make up. Make sure you've got <laughs> it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to say Nathan Cleary again. So. Okay, no. Okay. Same time. Three, two, one. Benji, Benji Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> Benji Marshall, yeah. We've both gone for him. I mean, just wow. the way that he, he... There you go. And yeah. that means I have to change. Yeah, as the uh, losing, as the, losing as the, side because my Because my team, the Tigers, did worse, obviously, losing to Manly. So. Yeah. Um, well, I have to change. And I, I actually am tossing up between two names. And I'll, I'll reveal which two I'm tossing up between. It's yeah. between Dave Fafita and Tom Trebojevic. Oh, lovely. Uh, yeah, they're, they're two honourable um, mentions, for sure. Fafita in a losing side, but he got a hat-trick. And he looked so good. But in a losing side... Whereas Tom Trebojevic has the ability to turn his team around and we just couldn't tackle him. I have to give it to... I hate... It pains me to say yep. it. I have to give it to Tom Trebojevic. Oh, this is excellent. I was this expect, is excellent. Honestly, I expected this to go the opposite way. I yeah. thought you were going to give it to Tom Trebojevic yep. and I was ready to give mine to Benji. We've gone opposite. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I have to be honest on this podcast. It's uh, what I pride Good. myself on on this podcast. Absolutely. Being unbiased. Yeah, you got to speak your mind. And Tom Trebojevic was bloody impressive yesterday. Uh, sorry, on Sunday. Yeah, today he, is Tuesday. So. <laughs> he played. He played really well. Um, yeah, I, I went through a similar sort of process to you, considering for feeder. But again, Benji just orchestrated the win over him. Um, mm. He got three tries, which is you know amazing for a forward. I think that's his second hat trick of the year. Yeah, but Benji Fafita very unlucky not to get any of our picks this week. Yeah. and I implore any fans listening to hit the other section and vote for David Fafita because he deserves votes here. He does, he, he does. does. But um, Benji really rolling back the clock, uh, the way he sort of commanded the side around when they were down. Uh, it, it was just a, a real classy performance. I think David Fafita. He's almost a curse of playing really well every week. Yeah. So that he, his amazing performances, like getting a hat trick, doesn't make him stand out as much. Yeah, um, totally. You know, this is, I think, Benji's first or second start for the year, and he just put on a classy performance, and I had to give it to him. Cool. Um, let's go to our basic predictions let's for this do it. week. Okay. Do you want to start? Sure. My basic is this Melbourne Storm defeat the Cronulla Sharks. Same. Same. Yeah. Simples. A team that is, you know, off-field, if, if the battle of off-field and front office, Melbourne Storm win 178 to none. 
<laughs> but it's the players, so maybe they win 36 to none. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think uh, my old strategy of picking whoever the Bulldogs are playing and tipping against the Bulldogs isn't going to work this Now we've got to just tip whoever the Storm every time. Either the Storm <laughs> every time or whoever the Sharks are playing if, oh, if their yeah. form is going to drop off. Um, what about Bold? How bold are you going this week? My bold prediction is, well, Latrell's still out for a few weeks. Yep. I have a feeling that Rabbitohs might keep Benji in the halves yep. and keep Walker at fullback. That looks like the plan. So I've got Benji Marshall to either kick a field goal yep. or a 40-20. One or the other. Okay. I'm going, I'm, it's bold, but I'm trying to give myself a bit of a chance to actually Yeah, right. you want to hit it. Yeah, I want to hit it, and I still think that's pretty bold that he kicks okay. one or the other. Even what if he kicks a, both? It's in a side where Adam Reynolds does the majority of the kicking. If he does both, woof, woof. <laughs> if he does both, I will yeah. give him my player of the week next week, no matter what the okay. result is. That's my that's my that's my pledge. Nice, nice. He'll, okay. he'll be listening. He'll be listening, <laughs> and he'll make sure you follow through on it as well. Yeah. All right. And what's um, your bold? My bold prediction is Manly to beat Penrith. I think Manly to beat Penrith. With Tommy back, we've you know wow. we've talked him up a lot, but he really does change the dynamic of the side. Somebody's going to beat Penrith this year. They're not going to go undefeated all year. It might not be Manly, but I'm going to give them a bloody good go and a bloody good effort this week. Yeah, um, we're coming remember, off the back of really remember, unlike the Tigers, Penrith can tackle, so you've uh, got to take that uh, into that's consideration. True. That's true. Okay, but I just. Uh, I don't know. I reckon we're up for it. Mm. I reckon Desi will have the boys fired up. There's nothing better than, you know, converting two easy wins into a hard-fought battle against Penrith and putting those boys, those arrogant Penrith boys, down a notch. <laughs> um, there's nothing more than the Manly boys would love to do. Mm. And I just, you know, I want an extra reason to cheer on the Manly boys this weekend. I'll be cheering for Manly this weekend. Yep. Hope you get them. All right, so this is now we're going to revisit something that we talked about pre-season. It's now seven rounds into yeah going seven into rounds, week eight. Yeah, going into week out, seven rounds into the competition, and before the season had even begun, we did a segment on this show where we talked about the coaches that are in danger or that we could see potentially not making it through the entire year with their club. Yeah, um, and we're going to revisit because what we looked at because the funny thing is that neither of us said John Morris no. at that time. He's gone. Neither of us said Michael Maguire. And we know that there's been articles coming out saying that Tigers are holding crisis meetings, you know, that Maguire's job is on the chopping block. It looks like he's safe for now, but you never know. By the time. Where where there's smoke, there's fire. By the time this pod. Yeah, oh, totally. I'm sure that that if that meeting didn't happen, I'm sure that it it, it was at least discussed, or maybe at one point it was going to happen, and then it got to the media, and so they decided to call it off. Uh, But. Uh, yeah, it looks like he's safe for now. But at the, that being said, by the time this podcast releases, he could be gone. <laughs> you yeah, know, you know, stuff knows? happens so fast in rugby league, and he's only, yeah. Uh, it sounds bizarre to say, but you never know. Uh, so yeah. So who were some of the names that we mentioned? I think the one that I have to hold my hands up and and say I put Brad Arthur in there. I'm yeah, pretty sure for the Eels. Brad Arthur in there. The reason why I didn't think they'd be a, like a bottom four team or anything this year but I just thought he's had a he's had a good long while there and their premiership window's open and if they weren't pushing in that top four spot really looking like contenders this year then he would be under pressure but they are looking like contenders yeah their forward pack is revving it's firing up their halves are in control their spine looks settled um Blake Ferguson and Sivo look really strong on the wings and yeah they're, they're a really solid, solid team. I think they've only lost one game this year. 
Yeah. And so I'm sorry, Brad. Another one that we're doing a really yeah, good job. Another one that we both have to put our hands up and and, and apologize for is Anthony Griffin. Yeah. We've We've already kind of eaten humble pie over our ladder predictions about the dragons. Mm-hmm. We had them as wooden spooners, and and the first name that we said when we talked about coaches in danger was Anthony Griffin because their culture was looking like a mess when we yeah. at the start of the season. But uh, you know they've he's got the he's the got old him, Broncos boys back together. Maguire's down there now, which we thought was a silly move, but yeah. not looking so silly. No, anymore. I think I think he's he's really strong. Um, yeah, and whatever he's doing, he's doing it right. Mm. And the Dragons look far better than a lot of people predicted this year. So maybe they're, they're going to be a cheeky side in the eight this year. Who knows? Long way to go, obviously. But they yep. look good. And another one that maybe if we'd done this review a few rounds in, we'd still be saying the the, the he's in danger, but not anymore with recent form. Todd Payton for the Cowboys. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got him, got him going well. Yeah. Uh, once again, the recent form is they're starting to turn it around. Absolutely. They Without a couple bottom. of key players. Um, Michael Morgan's been medically retired. Yeah, so they've, they've got money to play with. And, and the mail that I saw over the weekend was that Dearden has signed with the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a massive um, coup for them, I think, and a loss for a the Broncos. loss for the Broncos. Like um, yeah. With Townsend joining up with them as well. Yeah, So it looks like a Townsend-Dearden-Harves partnership, yeah. which, you know... It's not your traditional bull runner and organizer, um, no. but yeah, a young you got to wonder where Scott set. Drinkwater fits into this because he's been in really good form for them over the last few weeks. Yep, playing five eight. I don't know. And he, anyway, he can play fullback mm. as well. But then you've got Valentine Holmes. He's in his probably in his best position. Mm. Um, they'll yeah. work it out. I'm sure there's a plan there, mm. and whether that's moving Drinkwater on or not, I'm not sure. And the last coach that I had said, which I think is the only one of the four that we had said originally that that we're not going to eat humble pie about, <laughs> is Kevin Walters, just because the Broncos are still only one win from seven games. Yeah, still uh, under pressure. Lots of pressure. Had a big loss to the Eels on the weekend. Uh, yeah, and I'm still not super inspired by Walters as an no. NRL head coach. And, and the expectations are so high up in Brisbane. You know, It's yeah. not like Trent Barrett at the Bulldogs where... It's a rebuild job. He knows he's in there for the long haul. The Broncos want results this season, um, mm. and certainly next if if he's hanging around that long. Yeah, and I don't think the expectations are going to drop for anyone up there. So he's got a lot of hard work to yeah. get them up to standard. I think if we were to do an updated list now, you'd only have to look at the NRL ladder, and because you'd just say Kevin Walters, Trent Barrett, Michael Maguire. You know. Yeah, I think or- Trent Barrett. He'll have the luxury of time. Yeah, I, he I probably think, does. Yeah, I think he's fairly safe. They just need to see improvements throughout the season. Mm. Um, a name that I'll throw out there that's it would be controversial if he if he went this year, but Ricky Stewart. Okay, Raiders are in eighth. Okay, people big expectation the, coming into the year. Big expectation. They've so. had you know they've been right up there in top four for the last couple of seasons. The last couple of weeks they've underperformed. Like they just they just have something's gone a bit flat in in the way that they're operating. Um, Josh Hodgson's obviously come back, and maybe that spine still needs a bit of time to settle and organise itself into yeah, who's feels calling like, the shots. Feels like that spine has a few too many cooks in the kitchen now because Whiten and Williams had their first year playing together last year without Hodgson at all, and so they really 
you know, grew to run that side. And yeah. Hodgson is such a dominant hooker. Like, he's he's like a third half. And so you kind of got three halves who all want early ball and are all wanting the ball on fifth. And it's just... And I'm sure there are times, like, Hodgson does a lot of kicking from dummy half. And I'm sure that Williams and White would just be going, you know, come on. Yeah, so <laughs> it needs to be sort, sorted out. Because mm. I think if they're not in the top four or top five, maybe, this year, it's going to be disappointing for them. Mm. Um, and, you know... NRL's a momentum game. If the heads start to drop and he can't get it organised and, you know, there are a chance of missing the eight for some reason, then come the end of the season, I think there are going to be some really tough chats going on at yeah. the Raiders. But he'll make, it's, he'll, it's he'll a long way to go. I think he'll definitely see out the rest of the season at the very least. And I still back the Raiders to turn it around. They've got way too much talent there. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but just throwing a name out there oh, yeah, that we hadn't, I like we hadn't it. brought up. It's bold. It is bold. It's bold. Yeah. Cool. Coaches in the firing line. We've got a fan-submitted content idea here, and this is from our favourite fan content contributor, yep. Tim Ball. Uh, and he's messaged us. He's just hit us with a DM throughout the week, and it says, hey, here's an idea. There are 17 different ages. Well, actually, okay, we've done the thing. There's 18 different ages, but we'll have an 18th fan. So I'll, I'll get to the idea. There are 18 different ages in the NRL aged 18 to 36, and there are no players who are aged 35. Mm-hmm. Um, Suwali is 17, but he hasn't debuted yet, so we won't include him. What You could make a team of 17 players, we're doing 18 players, taking one player from each age to create a team. Uh, I don't know how to explain that any better. No, I that think, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So if I play, uh, there's only one 36-year-old, that's Benji Marshall, yeah. so he's instantly in the he's team. He's instantly in the team. So the idea is we're making a team and there'll only be one. Yeah, we've explained it. There's one player who is each yeah. age number. Um, and this is going off a zero tackle article. That's where we're getting the ages from. So yeah. if any of the ages are wrong, it's because it's wrong on the article. Yeah, and but this zero is tackle are always very, it. very accurate in my opinion, I think. Yeah, so, so it's updated this year. So I think... The way that we're going to do this is starting at the oldest players and working our way down. That's um, right. Picking a player from each age group, putting them in a position in the 17 or 18. Um, I've got to have an 18th man nowadays in case, you know, any case concussions an come HIA, up or anything. hypothetical match that they're playing against yeah. no one. Um, so <laughs> we will, um, yeah, we'll start Let's, with Benji. We'll start He's with Benji. He's 36 years team. old. And we're going to try and put, we'll start by putting players in their preferred position. And then as we work down, if there are clashes, we can move things around. Yeah. So Benji's in. Easy done. He's going to wear the number six jersey, I reckon, to start. Perfect. Cool. We've got um, 34 year olds. So there's Asas Holiola, Brett Morris, Josh Morris, Blake Green, and Ben To'o. Ben Tio. Tio. Yeah. Well, let's ben think Tio, about Tio. if we're going with the idea of players who are trending who are so hot right now who are who people are talking about i think we should put brett morris on one of the wings i think it's got to be brett let's put brett on one of the they're wings. all they're all good players and i take them all but brett yeah. is he doesn't look or feel like a 34 year old <laughs> that's you know? right um okay interesting now the 33 year olds there's only two of them they're yep. both wingers okay anthony don david mead Got to be the Don, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, got to be Don. So I put him on the other wing. We got, the we oldest, got our two wingers. The, I didn't think our wingers would be sorted so early on. I mean, I yeah, uh, we've got the oldest wing pairing in the history of the NRL. Yeah. Um, 
So okay. 32 year olds. Now we're starting to get a yeah, few more options. It, we're not going to run through all the players because no. there are lots of 32 year olds and there will be lots in every age bracket here. This is going to become down. quite difficult. Daly Chair Evans is there, who's one that. He's the one that stands out to me. You've got James Tarmel. If you want to pick up a, a prop or a forward, Mitchell Pierce is there. Kevin Proctor is another good shout. It's probably out of those four in terms of players who are starting for their team. You know, more you know, I, I, I'm going to say it's got to be DCE unless you could put a good argument against it. He's the captain of Queensland. He's the captain of Manly. Sure. He can partner Benji in the halves, and I'd be very happy with that. Yep. Let's put DCE there. Let's good. do it. Good. <laughs> I won that battle. <laughs> <laughs> the battle The battle was on. Yeah. Yeah. We had both our club captains, and I really gave away. <laughs> Uh, okay, 31-year-olds. So Cody Walker's there, although the 5'8 position is sort of taken. Yeah, he <laughs> could be filling in at fullback, though. Josh Hodgson is there, potential yeah. hooker. Marty Tapau. Marty Tapau is there, potential front rower. Um, Jordan Rapana. Jordan Rapana. We've got our wingers uh, sorted, though. we got our wingers we? sorted. I, yeah, let's not complicate it. Let's just think about it. There are quite a few props there. in this age bracket. Yeah. You go for a hooker as well. Could ben go. Hunt it could be a utility player on the bench. That's right. Ben Hunt could be a utility on the bench. I feel I, like we need a bit of criteria to sort of narrow Jesse this Jesse Bromwich is looking pretty good. Yeah, what, what's the criteria that we'd I narrow it down? I don't know, because otherwise we're just going to get to every age bracket. And, and <laughs> we'll, try and, we'll try and represent a bunch of different clubs in general. Okay. We'll try and... So let's think about clubs that haven't been represented. So I think Tapau might be out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sort of looking at either Bromwich or Josh Hodgson, personally. Or Tarek Sims. Okay, interesting. Uh, <laughs> I yep. have no idea what to go no. with here. Flip a coin. I reckon we go for Bromwich. Yep, let's do it. Um, let's the just, reason why Josh Hodgson is injured again, he was injured for a lot last year. True. Bromwich is tried and tested, and he's still one of the premier front rowers, um, even at 31 years old, and he's probably cool. still got another couple of years yeah, to sweet. go. Okay, Bromwich is in. Uh, 30, 30 years old, right? We're working our way down again. Adam Reynolds, going to be lots Reynolds. of halves that, that stand out and here, we've, and we've filled our halves. We have, um, we have. Uh, Someone like Jared Croker. Jared Croker really stands out. He's, Wade Graham, but he's injured at the moment. I'm, yeah, we're talking about so hot right now. Uh, Dan Gagai, he's still playing some of his best footy, um, and he's a rep player, has been for a number of years. Yeah, but let's think about Rabbitohs have been represented. The Canberra Raiders have not. I want Jared Croker. You want Jared center. Croker? Jared Croker at yep. centre. I, I can't complain. I don't think anybody can complain about Jared think, Croker being I don't being think there's the a side. single 30-year-old in the game that would be upset with Jared Croker representing them. Nope. Cool. 29-year-olds moving down. This, this is in the their 20s. These players pretty much in their prime. These lists are starting to become like paragraphs. Yeah, so um, lots of players. <laughs> hope we don't skip over anyone that's too Damien influential. Damien Cook, although once again we've got <laughs> the Rabbitohs yeah. represented by Benji. Tyson Frizzell. Tyson Frizzell. Or Tohu Harris. They're both excellent back rowers. Yeah. Um, both in with a shout. Oh, I like Tohu Harris. Yeah. See a see a Ryan James, although we just put a Raiders player in there. Mm. I like I like Tohu Harris. Tohu Harris like over, over Frizzell? I like Tohu. Okay. I'm thinking I'm thinking about the Warriors, although Oh god! No, let's go with Tohu. Let's go with Tohu. We've got to go with the one that feels right to us. Yeah, is Tohu going lock second row? We'll second row, I reckon. We second. can we can fiddle with it as a figure it case. out. Yeah. Okay. Now we're on to the twenty-eight year olds. Okay. Josh Papali's there, who we love. Apisai Corasau. Apisai is there. Papali Ap- is a good shout. I, I, 
any list of names, I find it hard to go past Papa Harley. Just the fact that we already have a Raiders part. I want to try and get like 16 clubs you want represented all, all, before we that's even... An extra, that's an extra criteria. Such, really I know, tricky. I know. Nathan Brown from Parramatta. We haven't had a Parramatta player yet. Nathan Brown. Is he in that? I'd, I'd rather Coruscant. I'd rather Coruscant. I think Coruscant. Tedesco. But if, you, if you're thinking James about... James Tedesco. Oh, wow. How do we go over that? But then we've well, got BMOS. we got BMOS. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's not put Jack Whiten, reigning Dali M medalist, is there. Yeah, but we got this Raiders. This is a good age bracket. <laughs> we got Raiders. 28-year-olds. Yeah. I reckon well, yeah, potential future there, idea We is haven't to... got a Panther, and I think Apisai Coruscant. We haven't got a Hooker. I think Apisai Coruscant. You're really, really hammering that home. I just, you know, we want to see some representation. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can't argue if we're, if Happy... we're implementing this criteria. Happy Coruscant. Representing the, the thing is, though, we're going to get to Nathan Cleary and the what twenty-one-year-olds, and yeah, but we're we, not going to have him. We got a halfback already. This is true, you know. This is, <laughs> I'd, I'd take DCE over. Look, this is, <laughs> over look, this is anyway. a the fact that we chose to go with the oldies means we're favouring them, which means the young kids. You're going to have to wait. Yeah, experience. You know? You're going to have to wait. We're going for experience. All right, twenty-seven-year-olds. Right, Jake Trevojevic is there, but we've already got Manly. Is there, Roger Tuivasa Shek is there. But we do have Tohu Harris. <laughs> we haven't okay. got any Cowboys, which does open the door for Tamalolo. I think Tamalolo, he's a standout for the Cowboys. We haven't got anyone in that lock position yet. Yeah, it's got it. Tamalolo, let's put him in. Let's you know, just... Junior Paulo's there if we want another prop. Ooh. Just to give another shout out. David Clemmer as well for the Knights. It's a good mm. age bracket. <laughs> oh, I still think Jason Tamalolo. He's probably got the edge, doesn't he? He's got he's the still edge. only 27. He's only it's ridiculous. Tw- that is ridiculous. His best footy's still ahead of him. It's pretty weird to me that Tedesco is older than Tamalolo. That feels weird. Yeah, but that's because he wasted the start of his career at the Tigers. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. Just shut up. Okay. 26-year-olds moving on before <laughs> he loses his cool. Um, Tui Kamikamitha could be good off the bench. I'm just saying. You want a bench player? <laughs> and he's the storm player that you want, oh, is it? Oh, God, it's hard. Christian Welch, another storm player. Yeah, yeah. Haven't got a storm player He's yet. strong. Um, Kickhouse there, but we can't do it. We've got the pen <laughs> We can't do it. Isaiah Yo is there as yeah, well. That's huge. Um, yeah, Viliami Kickhouse there. Mm. Oh. Clint Gutherson, maybe. Clint Gutherson. Can we put him in the centres or oh, no. a fullback? No, we got a fullback. No, we haven't yet. Well, I, th- I feel like in the back of both of our minds, we're trying to save that fullback position for the podcast's favourite man. <laughs> are you, are to, you saving? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's the Storm players and I get to fullbacks and I go, oh. okay. okay. But no. But I thought you were talking about Tommy Trebojevic, but... Um, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, true. I forgot that now that he's playing again, he's bec- he's overtaken. He has. He has. Okay, oh, we, need, we need to pick someone. This is hard. Ryan what, what Madison, was- second row. Ryan Madison. He's, he's not playing. I don't know if he's going to come back. His head knocks are pretty bad. Oh, damn. Okay. He's question oh, marks. Oh, man. Cameron Munster's in this age group. Oh, God. Cam Munster. Can we put Cam Munster in the centres? Nah. I feel like people should play where they would play. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, yeah. uh, oh, my God. This is difficult. I Luke, think this Luke extra Brooks th- off the bench. <laughs> no, putting in this. Um, we got to put a Tigers player in there eventually. Yeah, but th- this club restriction is really holding us back. I feel. Yeah. On picking the best player in each age group. You're right. You're right. You're right. The stupid club restriction. But we started Let's with it. it. I think. I think well, we don't have to do it. 
Maybe, I still feel like we don't have to do it. It's hard to go back and revise our decisions. <laughs> no, we don't have to revise. Okay. So I feel like the team is still going, going pretty forward. good. Going forward. Honestly, I don't out. see where any Tigers players are going to get in. Kick out, second row. Viliami kick out. Put him in there. He's in. Easy for the 26-year-olds? 26-year-olds. Okay. Okay. Viliami kick Moving out. Moving it on. Cool. All right. Well, 25-year-olds. restrictions out the window. Drew Hutchison, yeah. Luke Thompson, Corey Heroin. No. So I'm going to... Valentine Holmes is a shout-out. Josh Adokar, but we've got our wingers already sorted. Oh, God. <laughs> Fanua Blake, I know he's injured for a while, and Angus that sort of ruling Crichton players out. could be off the bench. Angus Crichton. Crichton. We haven't even got a Roosters player, just saying. We have BMOS, mate. Oh, God, what am I talking Don't, about? Nelson Asofa Solomona. He's just exceptional. The big boy, the mountain. Big boy, the mountain. <laughs> You're copying what I'm saying, mate. I have Think nothing. of your own words. <laughs> Think of your own words. <laughs> Angus Crichton. James Fisher-Harris, he's been in exceptional form. Ja- m- yes, off the bench. We've got... No, we don't... We have a f- prop spot. We have a prop spot. James Fisher-Harris can take it. You want to put him in there? Yeah. Okay. Now, Easy that, now that we're just putting in all Penrith players. <laughs> yeah. Now that this team is just all Penrith players. Uh, right, 24-year-olds. Saifidi's there. Um, he stands out. Uh, Joey Manu's also in this age group. Connor group. Watson's a cool utility off the bench. Tom Trebojevic. Tom Trebojevic. He's uh, got to be in there. Does he? Yes. At fullback. Why does DCE have to be in there? <laughs> okay, if you want to... What age bracket is DCE in? If you want to get rid of him for, um, who? for Tommy, uh, that doesn't... But he's 32-year-olds. Who do you want to replace him? We could put in James Tarmel just to please your Tigers quota. But th- there's nah. no way I can do that in good conscience. Yeah, you're right. Let's keep DC there. Good. We'll put Mitchell Pierce there. No. You don't reckon? I reckon we... Um, Tommy, you reckon? Well, I, Jerome Luai, is he going to be like our 14th man? Ooh, is I like show- it's another. It's another Penrith player. I like... Yeah, it is. No, nah, fine. They're not doing that. We don't, well, we don't want to... Necessarily no, include than, every club. We don't no, want to have more. Dominate. Than, we already got three. The, yeah. I feel like they shouldn't be more Penrith. So let's leave that. Okay. Okay. Tommy. Tommy. He stands out in that in that bracket. Unless you know we want to have our like start filling out our bench. Daniel Saifidi, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. Yeah, I reckon he's a top class front rower. Let's put. Mm, yep. Or do you want Tommy? Could Tommy be utility off the bench? <laughs> Why can't he be fullback? Because <laughs> I'm waiting for Papanel. <laughs> then we'll have, well, let's put him in there, and then we'll have a debate between right, Papanel right. and we Tommy. We can debate later. We can debate later when we get there. Okay. Right, oh, man. Twenty-three-year-olds. Yeah, this is really ramping. This is really up. doing my head in. Um, okay. Jesse Ramian. Jesse Ramian. Latrell Mitchell. Latrell Mitchell. Be oh, this uh, is huge. Um. Kalen Ponga. Look through all these names. Kalen Ponga. Victor Radley. Cameron Murray. This is an age group full of talent, like like most other age groups. To be fair, um, uh, Cameron Murray is exciting, uh, but off the bench maybe. Cameron Murray, Harry Grant's there. Harry Grant is there. Wow, Kalen oh, Ponga is there. I think raw talent Ponga is the standout. If you want all round footy player, you probably put Cameron Murray in the conversation. If you want X factor, Literal Mitchell. Yeah, you know. What do we need in the side at the moment? We need a centre. Yeah. We need another prop. And then we need to fill the bench. Might be Latrell at centre. It might be my pick. Yeah? Latrell at centre. 
Hoover, Ponga, Murray, Radley, Grant. Yeah, where's Ponga going to go off the bench? All right, Mitchell at centre. Mitchell. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> 22 year olds. Okay, Getting into the young boys. The Pappenhausen's young boys. here. So Pappenhausen's this is where here. the debate's going to kick off. Well, let's off. see if there's anyone, first of all, that rivals him in my in my books. AJ Brimson, maybe. Isaiah Papali'i. He's had an exceptional start to the year. Could be in the name for that one of those bench spots. Can play on the edge and in the middle. Yeah. Oh, Papali'i is good. He is very good. I would want him. Then let's have him. Okay, fine. Pappenhausen doesn't make the team. He doesn't make the side. Fine. We've won, Manly boys. We've won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. 21-year-olds. Okay. okay. God, th- these lists keep getting longer and longer. It yeah. feels like the feels average like, age yeah. is, is well younger than I thought. Dane Laurie's here, which excites me. Could be off the yeah. bench. Tino Fasuma-Lawi's also here, who is far more exciting, mm. in my opinion. David yeah. Fida as Fida. well. Oh, he's in. It, Put him in. Is it? Just give another shout out to some other players in this age yeah. bracket. Zach Lomax oh, um, yeah. is there as well. Campbell Graham, if we want. Payne Haas. Payne Haas. David Fafita. Payne Haas? We don't have a prop. What do we need off the bench? Oh, no, we do. We need off the bench, you mean? Oh, yeah, I guess like Papali's more like a second rower off the bench. So we might not need Fafita as well off the bench. Payne Haas. Fafita and Haas. Are we going to have to pick. Two players from one age group to get the 18th man or not? No, 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 no. no, no. The whole point of the 18 is... They fit in all the age groups. I think Payne Haas, get a prop on the bench. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because really, I feel like it should be like one utility, the bench we're talking about. A back rower. One utility, a back rower, and two props. Yeah. uh, This team missing for feeder and Pappenhausen doesn't quite feel right, does it? No, but... Whatever, it's already become a bit of an amalgam, like a weird random team. It's not really like an all-star team. It's just, we're just picking someone. 20-year-olds. Let's see if we can find... Jason Saab. Ben Condon's been good up at the um, Cowboys Steve on the Crichton's second row. Steve in this age group as well. Steve Crichton, Tom Dearden's there. Dylan Xavier Brown. Coates. Dylan Brown is there. He's not a bad utility, Dylan Brown. He's not a bad utility, but you're right. I. You want him. I think Spencer I want him. Spencer Lenu's been exceptional off the bench. I think I want Dylan Brown <laughs> at 14. Uh, he's the only one, really, that's really hitting me. Okay. Okay. Thoughts? Haven't got any eels. No, we do. We got Papali. But, re- like, yeah. don't yeah. you think so? I'm, I'm just looking through the team now, and I reckon there's no clear standouts, but Dylan Brown, he's had two or three years of, or mm. probably two years of first grade, hasn't he? Yeah. And he, he's... Really cemented his uh, spot in that side. Let's go for him. Um, yep, 19-year-olds. Okay. Th- this Josh is Schuster's there. Schuster stands out. Braden Best also stands out. Yeah. Uh, Hamaso Tabai Fado for the um, Cowboys also is a good player. With Jake Simpkin as well. Yeah. He's got your starting hooking role. Well, let's... The thing here, I'm not really seeing any front rowers that I'm that I'm... Immediately attracted Josh Schuster to. plays edge and Papali can play in the prop. Josh, yeah. Well, Josh Schuster could be the 18th man is where my head's gone. Why, or why? actually. But we, we need, if we're filling out the bench, right? <laughs> yeah. At the moment, our bench is Isaiah Papali'i and Payne Haas. Yeah, that's true. So we don't need another prop if there's no, no one in this age bracket that plays prop. Yep. 
we well, can put Schuster there as a back Schuster's rower. Because the, the only one. other player that stands out from this age group for me is Bradman Best. The only thing that I don't like is the fact that you've ended up with Tom Trevojevic, Daly Cherry Evans, and Josh Schuster all in this team. It well, it's, it's hard to argue with the manly side of the way me. they're going. It at does the not sit right with me. But it has to be done. We can, we can do some reflections once we have the team in it its form. If if we think there's let's, too many players from one team. This has gone way too long for reflections. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's pick an 18-year-old to be our 18th man. How fitting. And call it a day. We need a 17th man as well. No, we've got we've got the whole team. I'm missing a player then. But What position are you missing? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> yeah, let's pick, let's oh, pick let's an 18th, pick 18th man. man. Then I'll tell you what the team is. Let's okay. Sam, Sam Walker. It's got to be Sam Walker, Sam doesn't Walker. it? Done. Easy. He's our 18th man. He's the only one, stuff. I think, in that 18 group that is properly debuted. Like, Reese Walsh is there. Yeah. I don't really know who these other guys are. No. I think... Yeah. yeah it's got to be Sam Walker. Sam Walker. Okay. So, Harvey, this is the team. Run me And you tell it. me which one you're missing. Yes. Okay. Fullback is Tom Trebojevic, yes. age 24. Uh, the wings are Brett Morris, age 34, and Anthony Don, age 33. Mm-hmm. The centres are Jared Croker, age 30, and Latrell Mitchell, age 23. Yeah. The 5'8's Benji Marshall, age 36. The halfback is Daly Cherry Evans, who's aged 32. Yeah. The uh, the hooker is Appy Corusau, age 28. Yep. The props are Jesse Bromwich, age 31, and James Fisher-Harris, age 25. I was missing Fisher-Harris. Ah, there you go. The second rowers are Tohu Harris, age 29, and Viliami Kikau, age 26. The lock is Jason Tamalolo, age 27. And then we've got a very young bench. Yep. <laughs> Dylan Brown is our utility, age 20. Isaiah Papali'i is age 22. Payne Haas, 21. Josh Schuster, 19. And our 18th man, aged 18, is Sam Walker. Well, that was... Not actually as bad as I thought. It's I not a terrible side. Every time we make this team, I'm going, oh, this is just going so awfully. Yeah. And then you read it back and it's a very talented well, team. It shows the talent that there's across the age groups in the NRL. I love that because because of the way we did it, we've ended up like with like a, a very old back line. Yeah. A, a middle-aged, a, like a middle, in their prime, like Ford pack, and then a very young bench. <laughs> I wonder if the team would be different if we worked from the bottom up. Because we'd probably end up it with Sam be. Walker in the halves. We'd end up filling out pick- the halves and then Benji would have to be 18th man. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Maybe for another day. Or something for another day is picking like an age group or two age groups and picking a team from them saying like 22 and 23 year olds versus 27 and 28 year olds. That's fun. Something like that. That's fun. Let's keep that in the keep back in pocket. The back. Tim, if you've got a better idea of how to do this, Tim Ball, uh, just message us, let us know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if anybody else has an idea as well, don't be afraid to get in touch. Don't and be afraid. I'm sure that we'll get onto it at some point in the podcast. But um, yeah, let us know what you think of the team. That was an interesting exercise. Anybody that's been uh, watching the world of sport over the last week or two would have seen the news coming from Europe and the football leagues around the European Super League forming and then falling apart all sort of in the matter of a couple of days um, where the top teams around Europe and six teams from the English Premier League were going to break away and make what they were calling the European Super League. It feels weird. Like you think even though there was a lot of money in it for the clubs, you'd think that they would have seen the backlash coming. Like, I just think it, ultimately they weren't the owners and the chair and the board weren't discussing it with anybody in the football department and no. any of the fans. So mm. that's not what we're here to talk about today, though. We're no. going to think about the hypothetical NRL Super League. If there was a a <laughs> a Super League to form out of 
all the biggest clubs in in the rugby league worlds, I guess that would just be England and here and 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 uh, <laughs> the comparison we're drawing is because the EPL there were six clubs yeah that, that broke away that broke that were ready to go to join. So which would the six NRL clubs be? Yeah, to form a Super League if if that was to happen in in the Australian world of sport. Yeah, so. Uh, you know, obviously, the clubs from England that that did it were were big, like rich, uh, have a history of success, and also, I guess, current form. Although some of them were sort of sitting mid table, but the main things are that 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 history, history the richness. Yeah, that, that they were the big world clubs that have fans all over the place. Yeah, um, so I guess big supporter base is a thing too. Yeah, massive. So um, we can. A- if I'm just going to throw a club out there as yep. one of them that would, would definitely be a part of this, I reckon the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah, right. I reckon Interesting it, first choice because based on form, obviously... Form, form's not, not that, there, but no. historically, 100% yeah. they'd be there. And the, yeah, Their the supporter base. base is massive. Um, yeah, they are have been the, the heart and soul of Queensland Rugby League for a long time. Obviously, it's growing and they've got more clubs up there nowadays. Um, but I certainly think they'd be one of those... Super League teams, if we're going to call them that. Cool. Um, another one that I'll immediately put in there is the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, I don't Ob- think anybody could argue with that. Obviously, a young club um, in the in the grand scheme, but in that time, they have built up a very loyal Melbourne fan base. Uh, of that small amount of Melbourne Rugby League fans are very loyal to their Storm, and it's not hard for them to be because they have been amazing every year. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a, a great sporting institution. Um, super successful, great sort of uh, way of bringing through the young blokes. And um, they're just, I think they're just at that top tier and they have been ever since they sort of formed. And I, nobody would argue that they're in the sort of top six sides, um, both on competitiveness and in their sort of uh, stature in the game. Yep. Okay. Who else would you? Roosters. Yep, uh, it's another one that yep. again doesn't require a lot of justification. Um, yeah, a very very broad sort of brand image. Uh, very very you know uh, expansive owners um, mm. and a board that's just in complete control of the entire club, um, and they never really seem to take a backward step. Always up there in contention, and yeah, it's hard to go past them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that three, I think, is very easy to say. I've actually got a fourth who would probably round out the easy picks. Okay, South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yeah, uh, they've, they've got a they've got Russell Crowe as owner as a co-owner. Uh, I mean, and they've got probably the biggest supporter base in the league, may between them and Brisbane, really. Mm. And they've got the current form to let that fan base have smiles on their faces every yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, a, a club with rich history and. Yeah, they're ju- they're just flying high, you know. Recent premiership winners as well. Um, they've been going strong for a number of years, and as you said, with Russell Crowe at, at the helm, you know they'd be lining up to get in the X Factor League. You'd think. Yep, totally. Um, I think that does round out a really strong top four, and there's mm. probably a bit of debate to go around who fills in the next two spots. Yep. And, Where, where's your head going first? Well, it's tough because you've got a club like. Penrith. Yeah. Current, who, current form. Current form's exceptional. Yeah. Um, they yeah. had a good, good uh, sort of historical period of dominance. Um, a loyal fan base. Loyal fan base in, in a rugby league heartland. Mm. Um, but 
it's it's just hard to see what gives them the edge over you know opposite team like the Bulldogs, right? Who clearly recent years haven't been up there very much, mm. but have a massive supporter base, massive leagues club, um, big nursery of players coming through, and again historically really really dominant. Yeah, but I, not so this. I'd probably have Penrith, I'd probably have Penrith ahead of the Bulldogs at the moment. Yeah. Um, the uh, there's for me. Oh, it's kind of hard because I feel like the other clubs that could be taking these two spots: Penrith, Bulldogs, um, the Dragons. Yeah, another club with a lot of rich history, tradition. They've been there for a long time. They've loyal fan base, and then there's the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, who? Yeah. That's also. I feel like Penrith and the Raiders would be there more based on recent form. Probably. Bulldogs and Dragons would be there more based on history and fan base. What? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we... How Do we you take one of each? Uh, like, I don't know. Maybe Raiders, not so much. I don't know. Because if you're thinking about... It's hard without any sort of strict criteria as to what we're picking these teams on. Yeah. We're sort of very vague. Who are the dominant clubs that, are, you know, would be in... Capable of demanding one of those spots in that top six breakaway te- breakaway league, mm. I do think Penrith would be up there. Yeah, I, I think, think I think they've got a, you know a strong old boy contingent as well that would have the connections to sort of put their name in those types of conversations. Um, Gus Gould's obviously been heavily involved with them for some time, not mm. so much anymore. But you kind of think if an NRL Super League is going to happen. Gus Gould's going to be the type of bloke that's be, involved, involved in it, yeah, yeah. in some way. Um, that being said, he might get the Warriors in there because he's working for them now. He might, he might. It's not based on Teams like Gus the Warriors, the Knights, I can't see yeah. them breaking yeah. into this sort of... Um, Our teams, elite. Tigers, Manly, would you see either of them in there? I, I just, I couldn't... Neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, while Manly has a fierce, fierce fan base... It's probably not big enough, mm. in all honesty. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm out of the sort of clubs we've been mentioning, and we haven't mentioned, mentioned Parramatta either. No. Um, yeah, that's another one that is sitting on the edge there. Edge, rich history. Rich history. Um, but again, recent form. And I think, you know, if it's going to happen this year, next year in our hypothetical world, you've got to take form into account, which makes me lead towards Penrith, yep. for sure. I think they're, they're fifth team in. If, if I'm, gonna I'm put... happy with Penrith because yeah. they're the two in my head right now. They're one of them. Okay. Do you want to know who the other one in my head is right now? Yes. St. George Illawarra Dragons. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't have an objection for them really. Yeah. You know, um, and I think they're on the rebound. I think they're a team that's they're probably still in my head underestimated and undervalued um, because I just still think that their roster isn't up to scratch, but it clearly is. Mm. And yeah. I think let's they're, put them in there. They're a team that is involved in big occasion games. They play the Charity Shield against the Rabbitohs every year and they play the Roosters on Anzac Day every year. Yeah. Like they are trenched in an NRL tradition against two foundation clubs on either of those occasions. I just think they're Yeah. They're they they are They are part dogs. of the NRL. They're big dogs. All right. So Okay. That's it. <laughs> the big six, as decided by they talk a good game. As decided by us. Broncos, Storm, Roosters, Rabbitohs, Panthers, and Dragons. 
that's the podcast for another week, guys. Episode 11. Um, thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. And you can find everything that we talk about and keep up to date with when the podcasts are released on our Instagram. It's the best place to follow. It's at They Talk A Good Game. Um, and make sure you, you know, if you're on a podcast platform like Spotify or Apple, just take a little second to give us a cheeky five-star review. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Make sure it's five stars. Uh, even if you've got some criticisms, put in the form of a five-star review so that we read it. Perfect. Yeah, very good. Thanks for listening this week, guys, and we will see you next Tuesday over and out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>